0: I really memorize all the undertones of all the foundations I own. Oily skin is like a whole...
1: Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But like, what are some of the stylistic aesthetic mistakes that you see?
0: This Um, is a controversial one. I'm excited to hear your answer. Fully monetizing and taking advantage of social media. Paid ads. Short form content is so popular now that even just you applying a lip gloss can go viral. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? diversify as a makeup artist you don't want to rely strictly on just you doing the person's face for you to make money Keep
1: doing Whoa, your thing, those right? are some great tips there yeah, thank you we love a financially uh, <laughs> savvy girl back to another episode of the Glam Gossip by LLBA podcast. I'm your host Pooja from the social media team here at LLBA and we are back with another episode for you today. And if you're new here, we are a lash and beauty supply company and our mission is to help you thrive and flourish in the beauty industry. So today's topic is all about makeup artistry, the biggest mistakes that um, makeup artists are making right now. So we brought on a very lovely guest, um, I'd like to introduce you to Victoria. Hi, Victoria.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for coming in today for, for our podcast. Yes. So um, Victoria is a very experienced, well-established makeup artist here and, in the GTA, and um, she has like an excellent, awesome page. So um, I would like... Victoria, please introduce yourself quickly to our audience, tell us a bit, um, maybe a bit about yourself, um, because Victoria has a very interesting story, very inspirational story, so I do want to share, I do want you to share a little bit with us before we get into the topic.
0: Of course, Um, yeah, thank you for having me here, like I said. A little about me guys, hi everyone, Um, I'm 26 years old, I moved to Canada with my family back in 2010, and um... When i first came to canada surprisingly like i just kind of dove into like school and all that and had zero interest doing makeup and i finally decided to try makeup out or discover the whole beauty industry when i found youtube so i wanted to make youtube videos originally just like random videos i thought it was like a fun thing to do like a hobby and then i came across beauty videos and then I'm like, I could do that. Like, it looks simple. Like, I could just do this and record myself, and I'm here. Yeah, I have a video to post, right? So then I started doing that, and I fell in love. I would practice on my mom, my sisters, just whoever would let me do makeup on them, and then I would post it on Instagram. And then people started to ask me, "Oh, can you do my makeup? Or do you do other people's makeup?" And I was like, well, I didn't know this was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can make a job doing this, right? So then I'm like, okay, like. Um, since people like my work I could take like one or two bookings. Um and yeah, fast forward to maybe like last year, I finally quit my job working at a clinic because I was studying actually to become a medical doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. This girl has some (laughs) brains. She actually you went into sciences. Yes, yes. Um, did my whole bachelor's degree, everything. Um, yeah. And then uh was getting some experience at a clinic. And I'm like, you know what, I, I really enjoy doing makeup more. And yeah, so this year, I literally decided to go full time doing makeup. Just like that. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. an amazing story. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Um, so today's topic, as you know, it's all about common mistakes that many uh, makeup artists are making. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start off with, um, we're going to start off with talking about technical aspects. Mm-hmm. What are some technical mistakes? the biggest technical mistake that you think that lash, uh, sorry, makeup artists, Mm I'm so used to like lash lash industry, (laughs) lashes,
0: lashes, lashes. You know, it's all
1: beauty. That, yes, that makeup artists are making.
0: Um, I would say like, I think number one thing that I've noticed is kind of not working according to the client's skin type and undertone. I find a lot of, um, like work of makeup artists that I've seen, like, The undertones don't match or like the clients, it looks great at first, but then give it like an hour or two, like the makeup is breaking off or separating. So not paying attention to the skin type and the type of products that you're using that would actually work with the person's skin type. Um, And really just be mindful of that because it definitely affects how long the makeup wears and how it wears as well. And then the undertone, like for example, um, when I'm working, if I... As I'm doing skin prep, I'm literally analyzing the person's undertone. Like I'm looking at you Right now, I'm like, okay, she has like golden undertone too closely. <laughs> <laughs> There's some neutral in there. So it's like I'm already I've already figured out what foundation shade I'm gonna use, what concealer shade I'm going to use from just this skin prep portion, right? So um just I feel like just those little things would make your work stand out. Um and just it's weird, but I really memorize all the undertones of all the foundations I own. So, like, I know, for example, wow. Nars Macau is like a golden undertone, and it has like a little bit of like olive tones in there. So, I could use it for this type of client. So, just knowing your products and really understanding the client you're working with goes a long way. So, wow. I'll say that's like. One Can of I get
1: a free consultation of right course. now?
0: Because <laughs> I have the hardest time finding a good
1: foundation
0: mm-hmm. shade. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that actually matches my undertone. Like, I'm not wearing, like,
0: proper yeah. thing right now. No, it's very tricky, to be honest. Even me, too. Like, um, I've struggled a long time just figuring out what actual... Like, you know how you just want one foundation that yes. just matches you? Yes. I always have to mix. But, um, yeah, it's very tricky. And, obviously, it depends on the brands you like, your skin type. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of finish you're going for. So, there's so much that goes into it. But, um, definitely oily skin. Oily skin. Just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm should we go in there (laughs) oily skin is like a whole okay oh my gosh but it's like it's there's ways to work around oily skin and Uh to still allow them have like a good 12 hour plus um makeup wear like you know there's different things you can do to like control the oils but it all still boils down to skin prep i Mm -hmm. feel Yeah, and obviously how the client is also taking care of their skin even without... Oh, um, agreed, 100%. -hmm. My next question was going to be about skin. So Mm -hmm. what do you think some
1: of the mistakes that pro-makeup artists are making when it comes to working with clients who have problematic skin, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned? Well, I don't think oily skin is necessarily problematic because it's very common, Mm -hmm. but what about, you know, acne-prone skin Mm -hmm. or um,
0: aging skin? I would say also again, skin prep, right? So for example, sometimes it's like easy to assume or even people I've spoken to or even me myself, um, I struggle with acne for a while and I would always just think I don't want to put too much moisturizer on like it will make me more oily. But your skin actually produces more oils when you don't moisturize, right? Because it's trying to almost compensate um, and balance itself out. So I would say uh, skin, skin prep is also is like a huge thing in terms of mature skin or acne-prone skin. So I would not skip moisturizer regardless of if the person is super oily. And there's also, you know, like a uh, skin type of dehydrated skin that we don't really talk much about. Like we usually just think dry, oily combination, but there's also dehydrated skin where it's like mm. you really have to add like maybe hyaluronic acid to the person's skin just to add that moisture back in. Um, so, yeah definitely skin prep with acne prone skin for example i try to make sure i'm also not using too much product right so just keep it light i feel like the lighter it is the more their skin is able to breathe and then they also like the makeup also wears a lot better it doesn't separate right when like throughout the day and then for mature skin lots of moisturizer like just nice thick moisturizers or even oils you could even try oils as well and then um also keeping the products super light, um, not too heavy, not a lot of powders because they don't, they really don't need that much powders for mature skin. Um, a lot of older, like more mature ladies that I've worked with, their skin is like flawless. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it feels like it's very smooth. So you don't need too much because you obviously don't want it to be settling in any of like the fine lines, right? To make them feel, you know, like, oh my God, there's too much on my face. Um, but yeah, so that's what mm-hmm. i say. mm
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. If you don't have a good canvas, Mm -hmm. makeup can only go so far. It can only do so much. So yeah, I think that's very um, an underrated tip there for not just makeup artists, but for people in general, anybody who wears makeup, right? You need to be taking care of your skin. That's, like, the first thing mm-hmm. before worrying about foundation, concealer, all of that. Because, right. yeah. So right. It's not going to make a difference if you just pack it on. Right. But then you have, mm-hmm. like, texture and dryness underneath. Yeah.
0: Because makeup and, um, is not, it's not surgery or, like, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we can't do magic with the
1: Yes, the all one those hour guys that we out have you, right? So it. it's like
0: we can only do so much and it's what you bring to us to, to work with. Literally, like you said, the canvas that we have to work with, that's what we have to work with, right? So, yeah.
1: Right, right. That's true. Moving on now to more like aesthetic sort of uh, mistakes mm-hmm. let's move uh, what do you think about um m- common mistakes that a lot of professional artists are making out there when it comes to specific styles and trends now this is more l- subjective mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be your own opinion obviously everything is your own opinion mm-hmm. but like what are the, some of the stylistic aesthetic mistakes that you see this uh... is a controversial one i'm excited to hear your answer
0: like do you mean in terms of like um, like makeup styles, or makeup trends styles.
1: that you think is are like common mistakes that a lot of artists are doing nowadays? And huh. I'm looking at you, Instagram makeup artists.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting question for sure because I just believe it's not every trend you have to actually impute into your makeup style. You know, some trends are literally just trends. Like, just let them be on Instagram. You don't have to actually incorporate every single one of them. For instance, the pink under eye—I don't get it. I've never understood it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why you want your under eye pink, but you know what I mean. Like, it's one of those things that is cool for the video and the reel on Instagram, Instagram. but not every client wants their under eye pink. You know what I mean? So, I wouldn't do that as like an actual thing in Mm -hmm. my routine um so yeah just kind of being mindful not to incorporate every single trend um like a trend for example that was nice was you know when we started doing the fluffy brows i feel like Mm -hmm. that was nice you know so people started to embrace more of their natural brow shapes and actually worked on growing their real brows you know instead of how like back in 2016 2017 there was like the box brow fully like everything was like sculptured yeah so but yeah, so a few trends make sense and some of them are just just trends and they're just supposed to be trends. So that's kind of like my take on it. Um, I would not change my whole entire routine around just because, oh, there's a new trend that came out. And then you would also have clients sometimes that, oh, can you try the, you know, like the baby pink blush on me? I really like that. And then, yeah, you would do it for that specific client, but always based off of if the client likes it or if they, if they request it, then sure. But not necessarily something that would now become routine for every single client right does that answer the question
1: I don't know. yeah no no that <laughs> yeah. that makes total sense mm-hmm. and i totally agree with you like a lot of these makeup trends these beauty trends are driven by the algorithm they're right. driven by social media 100%. and if somebody sees that there's a trend everybody wants to hop on that bandwagon right. whether it looks good or not whether it's practical or not mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's the birthplace of a lot of these trends that you mentioned, like the pink under eye, mm-hmm. and um, there's so many. I mean, there are some trends nowadays that I like that I think look nice and are actually realistic, mm-hmm. to and reflective of what people actually wear, like exactly. the clean girl look. Yes. I think is still a very popular trend. Soft glam, Everybody yeah, soft, soft glam. glam. Now it's just me. like re remarketed <laughs> exactly, repackaged literally. looks from from the past. Yes. um So proceed with Um, caution when it comes with those trends. Exactly. So thank you so much, uh, Victoria. We're going to actually move on to the second part Mm -hmm. of our podcast. So we're going to talk about more business-related mistakes now Mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of makeup artists are making. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll ask you uh, the same question. What do you think are some of the business specific mistakes that a lot of makeup artists are making?
0: I would say. When it say, comes to running their beauty business. Yes. I would say, um, like firstly, not fully monetizing and taking advantage of social media. Social media is so powerful. Um, Highly recommend having, you know, like your own brand, your website and all that. But the fact that there's Instagram and there's TikTok that's free and not really like using the tools that they offer, like with the reels and TikTok, even myself, like I'm very much slacking on TikTok right now. And it's just such a huge marketing tool that can take you so far and allow you to reach a whole lot of people um, without really even doing much. You didn't have to spend money. All you had to do was create that video. It's just the time that it takes obviously to make the videos. Mm-hmm. And then another one would be um I was gonna say ads. Oh paid ads. Paid ads. I think it's, it's an investment. It is an investment. And when you start to see your business as a business, I feel like it's something you should start to budget for. Because even just with my page, like I started doing more um paid ads like just to increase my reach, right? And to allow my posts to reach new people and honestly it has changed so much for me just in the literally like in one month right um not even just like the followers but it's actually moving on to like real clients like people are actually booking because oh wow i saw this and i went on your page and then i love what i saw and now i love for you to do my makeup right so it's, it's actually leading to real life clients um so yeah like i feel like once you start to see your makeup as, I mean your your makeup business as something that is really serious like an actual business you would budget for marketing as well like think about for example Kylie Jenner and her business she's already super popular like who doesn't know Kylie Jenner but she still pays for marketing
1: Right. you know what I mean right. so it's
0: like why aren't you doing the same thing so definitely like paid ads I think is a huge um, um, thing that not a lot of people do obviously cuz it can be expensive but just do a little bit at a time like maybe once a month but i do think it's something that we should um, we should do more of as makeup artists yeah hmm interesting yeah good hmm. points there hmm.
1: and one final question i had was how can professional makeup artists um avoid stagnation and hmm. grow and evolve and keep up with the trends as they grow their business like basically how do you grow your business, business as a makeup artist um and and keep up with the trend so mm-hmm. it's kind of like tying in the trend aspect as right. well into our conversation
0: yeah so just i guess going back to really taking advantage of what we have in our generation of like social media right it's free like it's just <laughs> literally just making the time out i think making uh Picking out one day of the week that you set as your content day. So whether it's bringing in a model to work with and filming different types of content because short form content is so popular now that even just you applying a lip gloss can go viral. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like literally anything and or just you maybe cleaning your surface or setting up your workspace, even that like can be content. Um, so just making use of, of making use of the platforms that are available and the resources that are also on those platforms and the tools that they offer as well. The industry, especially on
1: Instagram, yeah. it's very heavily saturated with makeup and beauty content. Mm-hmm. How so how you do you out? like
0: stand out, mm-hmm. grow, expand? I would say again, um, I plan out my feed. Uh, so there's, like, onum, there's Preview. Yes, Preview, I know. And Late something, I don't know. But those two, like, the planning apps that let you kind of plan out your feed, get those. They're so helpful. Mm. So I would use those to plan out my feed. So it looks the most aesthetically pleasing. That when a client goes on my page, like, are they liking what they're seeing, right? Like, right off the bat from those first nine posts. Yeah. Um And then, guys, like, edit your pictures. Like, I'm not saying edit the person's face where you completely transform them into a new person, but do the little tweaks because as much as, you know, the iPhone is great in terms of quality, it still washes out. Like, it doesn't look the same as, you know, like the colors. It doesn't look the same as what it, it's... Professional camera, right? Like right camera or even what it looks like in real life. So, um, I would adjust the colors, make it a little more vibrant because that catches people's eye, catches people's attention, and then... Um, you know, plan out your feed, like I said, make sure you're using hashtags, make sure you're using, um, you know, the geotags, adding your location there so that people can find you and know, okay, this is a makeup artist that's in Toronto or Mississauga, Brampton or wherever you are. And then, um tag brands. Um, I think that that's another thing to like tag brands on your post, let them know like, Hey, you know, I'm here, I'm using this. And sometimes a brand can repost your stuff to their page, which brings you new audience, new reach. Um, but then also exposes you more like, so that there's more people even seeing you internationally and those locally as well. So yeah, those few things I would say for sure. And collaborate, 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 collaboration is so important. Yeah, because you just never know. You can meet another makeup artist or another hairstylist at a job and you guys, you know, work together, exchange contact, and then the hairstylist has a client that's looking for a makeup artist. Who do they think about? It's you, right? So different things like that just will bring more business to you and also diversify. As a makeup artist, you don't want to rely strictly on just you doing the person's face for you to make money. So digital products are huge now so like mm. online courses or even like ebooks manual stuff like that e-courses uh, and stuff like that that you can sell to people because these are products that you only have to make once but they continue to sell right and you technically don't have to be there physically to actually sell the product right it's just on your website or wherever it is and then you're continuously making money for that so those are different ways i'll say to grow and to expand and to just yeah keep doing wow, your thing, those right? are some
1: great tips there yeah, thank you we love a financially uh, <laughs> savvy girl yes. so thank you so much thank victoria you. for thank all you. of your advice and you were so entertaining today and you gave us a lot of very useful tips mm-hmm. so i just want to thank you again for thank joining for us and me. taking the time out to come here today and thank you for watching us and don't forget we have the best lash supplies yes. and beauty supplies as well at llbaprofessional.com so please like our videos subscribe follow us on Spotify and until next time bye, bye. <laughs> makeup can do a lot but it can't like totally transform you so yeah As opposed to what many men out there think. (laughs) It it cannot actually make you a different person.